Pixar's new offering takes a look at the idea of the human soul. We'll explain more. The life and work of Rosa Parks will be honored as part of a new exhibit by the Library of Congress. We've got the details. And finally, there's some startling new stats about the student debt crisis. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Clark Flippo. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up, but first I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a clean landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or even an appealing online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, and of course, powerful e-commerce tools. And right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily listeners a special deal. Head over to squarespace.com relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com relevant. All right. To tell us about today's stories, it's our publisher, Jesse Carey. Jesse, TGIF, man. That's right, man. You got big plans for the weekend? Oh, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, might keep it chill this weekend. Might keep it chill. All right. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So first up, the new movie from Pixar has some interesting ideas about religious themes. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, so Pixar this week released a trailer for their upcoming film that releases next summer. It's called Soul, and it deals with some kind of interesting existential ideas about the human soul. Now, the movie stars a character voiced by Jamie Foxx, who, as the trailer indicates, is a jazz musician who dies the same day he gets his big professional break. Later, uh, he meets another soul in the afterlife that's voiced by Tina Fey. So, from a talent perspective, as well as the concept, it sounds like a kind of an interesting idea here. Yeah, super interesting. So what else do we know about it? Well, uh, the film's director, who's also a Pixar executive, his name's Peter Doctor, he explained this to Entertainment Weekly about how they wanted to, when they were, wanted to make a movie about the human soul, they obviously wanted to consult religious experts. Here's what he told Entertainment Weekly. We talked to a lot of folks that represented religious traditions and cultural traditions and asked, what do you think a soul is? All of them said vaporous and ethereal and non-physical. And we're like, great, how do we use this? We're used to toys and cars and things that are much more substantial and easily referenced. It's a huge challenge, but I got to say the team really put some cool stuff together that's really indicative of those words, but also relatable. So, Clark, as you know, what he's referring to is a lot of the early Pixar movies were kind of based on anthropomorphic like physical items like Toy Story and the Cars franchise and even Finding Nemo or Fisher talking. But recently, they've made a move to more of these kind of interesting kind of existential life issues, you know, like Inside Out, explored sort of the interior lives of humans with different emotions, playing different emotions in someone's mind. In Coco, they actually dove into the the idea of the afterlife. So it's not totally clear if like all the religious traditions and kind of ideas about the soul that they've brought into this film. But it is interesting, especially as a direction for a Pixar movie to directly be about the human soul. So it looks like a really kind of unexpected project and it releases next summer looking forward to it so uh, next up what can you tell us about this rosa parks project 
Okay, this is really cool. So starting on December 5th, the Library of Congress will reveal an exhibit called In Her Own Worlds, which will provide a deep look at the life behind civil rights icon Rosa Parks. You know, a lot of people know her for her famous stand and the famous bus boycott. But uh, this will look at, at a lot more details about her life and her ideas about social justice and racial equality. So what will be included? Well, along with many of her personal writings, the exhibit will feature her family Bible, which is it's on loan. It's never been displayed before. Photographs and letters from her life. There'll also be like political buttons, photographs, brochures, and letters documenting the civil rights movement. And, of course, all of the numerous awards that she was given in her life. The Librarian of Congress told this to The Root. Here's how, here's how she explained it. She said, Rosa Parks, in her own words, will immerse visitors in Parks' words, reflections, handwritten notes, and photographs from throughout her life, allowing her to tell her own life story. Four sections of the exhibit will explore Parks' early life and activism, the Montgomery bus boycott, the fallout from Parks' arrest for her family and, and their move to Detroit, and the global impact of her life. She also said Rosa Parks lived a life dedicated to equal rights and social justice, and she helped change the country with the example she set. Uh, the new exhibit will be an important milestone for Rosa Parks to tell her story for a new ge- for new generations through her own words and pictures now preserved at the Library of Congress. And if you can't make it to the Library of Congress, Clark, next year there's also a book coming out that will kind of accompany the exhibit and contain a lot of these photographs and letters. It'll be called Rosa Parks in Her Own Words, and that will be available for anyone, even if you can't make it to the exhibit itself. Yeah, very timely. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. So finally, there's some uh, concerning news about student loan debt in America. What can you tell us? Yeah. So, Clark, well, this might be a little personal, but I'm sure you or someone you know has had to take out student loans in their lifetime. I feel like for people of our generation, it's a pretty common thing. And a lot of times that number is in the five figures. For sure, man. Yeah. So what the Pew Charitable Trust did is they did some research and what they found, like I said, this is really concerning that one in it's actually a slightly more than one in four Americans. It's like 26 percent will default on their student loans in the first five years that they take them out. So a quarter of Americans who have student loans will default on them. Like I said, in the first five years is a really short time period. Now, the reason that that ends up, uh, you know, becoming such a big deal is if you default on student loans, you know, that can have you can have wage garnishment. You can have a messed up credit score. It can have yeah. serious consequences. Um, right now, the student loan debt sits at a record high. It's never been higher. It's one. It's almost one point six trillion dollars. Now, the research did find something interesting that students who borrowed the least, typically less than ten thousand dollars in this particular study, tended to default at higher rates, possibly because those are the individuals who likely weren't able to finish school. And so it really is sort of a secular problem that is affecting a lot of people. Yeah. Wow. So what can uh, be done about it? Yeah. So that's that's the million dollar or should I say the one point six trillion dollar <laughs> question, Clark? Uh, it's a, it's going to expected to be a major issue in the next election. Uh, so much so that it's kind of there's some even within political parties, there's some disagreement. In fact, this year, a in fact, last week, A. Wayne Johnson, who is the chief operating officer of the Office of Federal Student Aid, he actually quit the Trump administration's education department because of the mounting crisis. Mm. Uh, on the way out, he said that he thinks the only measure that can be taken to 
stop these massive defaults and maybe even you know severe economic consequences is some level of debt forgiveness. And he proposed on his way out that he would see just less than a trillion dollars of debt forgiveness that anyone holding uh, student loan debt could be forgiven up to like $50,000. Now, that's a very controversial idea, but you can expect several of the Democratic candidates to make it part of their campaign platforms. In fact, some of them are already proposing different policies uh, that would involve student loan forgiveness. So expected to be a major issue in the 2020 election. Something to definitely keep our eyes on. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jesse. Thanks, Clark. Have a good weekend, man. You too, man. To read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Also, for the latest, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant, on Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. Finally, subscribe to our print magazine and all our other podcasts. We're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.